Alright, so I'm about, um, I'd say about a week from joining a seniors pickleball tournament. How exactly did you accomplish that? I played pickleball with seniors and they wanted me to join, even though it's a seniors only club as far as I know. I think that means you're old. Yes. Whenever I play uh, pick up the pickleball racket, I instantly age 45 years. You're probably like hundreds of years old at that point then. (laughs) (laughs) Every time you pick it up, you age 45. You you just have to not let go of the racket to decrease the amount of time aging. Yes. I have to tape it to my hand. So you're always have a pickleball racket. Just you're holding it at all times. I'm trying to wipe my ass and then I have a pickleball racket. Use the other hand. No. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I only wipe my ass with one hand. You think I'm going to use the other hand? You're insane. I'd rather stick a pickleball racket right up there instead of using (laughs) my other hand. Probably more cleanliness. It's probably cleaner too. (laughs) Probably. I mean, it's not like you just wipe your ass barehanded. You have toilet paper for that. Yep. So, welcome to episode 21 of the Experience Podcast with your hosts, Liam and Gabe, where we talk about absolutely nothing. In case you're wondering wondering where Aiden is, uh, he got his ass grounded. Yep. Again. For the millionth time. Yep. This month. So, we're going to be carrying on this episode without him and... Maybe no, I don't, I'm not sure how long it's gonna last like this, but uh, we're gonna I do try want, our best. Yeah, uh, I do want to kind of start this off differently. I want to go over our uh, statistics for the podcast. I'm on our anchor site right now, and that's kind of where we upload all our audio stuff. I'm not gonna be going over YouTube statistics. What you uh, will hear may surprise you. It will. You might be surprised at just how popular we really are. Uh, 37 total plays and an estimated audience size of two. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you best know that uh, Anchor is our most popular uh, viewing platform, you know? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, my God. Uh, what I do find interesting is that, oh, oops, I accidentally logged out. You're doing great, Gabe. It's fine. I know how to, we have 86% of our listeners in Canada, 8% is in the Philippines, 5% is in the U.S. (laughs) That doesn't account for 1%. There's 1% of viewers that we have no idea where they're listening from. And if that's no, our you, job is to find them. <laughs> if that's you, please leave a comment on the YouTube video for this episode. If that is you, or we would really like to know whether or not email. you're living in Antarctica, the International Space Station, or possibly an oil rig in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Or you're probably like in Atlantis. We have no idea, and there's no way to find out. There's the one percent. Wait, what's one percent of two? <laughs> if we have Hang two on. listeners, how do, how, 
Frozen split into 86% in Canada, 8% in the Philippines, and 5% in the U.S. Unless that what's, counts for... What's... Yeah, what, like, what's 1% of due? I'm, I'm better, genuinely concerned. Better question, what's 86% of two? It's 0.02 is 1% of two. Well, I knew that, but I mean, like, in terms of people, how much is that? I mean, is it like I a think that's like a toe or a foot. So there's a single foot or maybe a big toe that listens to us and we don't know where yeah. they listen to us from. I would say it's... Hang on, let me just do a little bit of research. Research? Well, it, Liam's doing research. Let me read up some other stats. From our listening platform, 75% listen to us on Spotify, 22% listen to us on Anchor, and 3% listen to us on Google Podcasts. If we have two listeners on Anchor, which is 22%, how many people listen to us on Google Podcasts, which is 3%? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I think I figured out where that foot may be. Where do you think? Uh, Beirut. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too soon for that? <laughs> I don't know if it's too soon Probably, for that. Probably, but, you know, come on. <laughs> a, little bit of, a little bit of dark humor. Never hurt anybody. <laughs> For five minutes into this episode, you're not even gonna give him. You're not even gonna give him a chance to just think about what we just said before just kind of throwing it out there. Yep. So we have three percent of our listeners on Google Play. You said. Yep. Which, like I said, I don't understand how if twenty two percent listen to us on Anchor, and that's two people. <laughs> what? Who is the three percent, and how think- many is that? I don't know, but I think you're looking at the statistics like wrong. I think it's like because there's actually people listening, like total listeners. But on Anchor, we have an average of two listeners. (laughs) I see. I'm sure if you actually searched up a lot of uh, like all of our Spotify and everything, it would be very different. Probably. I have a strong suspicion we have like an average of maybe 20 people listening. I should log into Spotify with the experience with the experience and check yep. that as well. There'll probably be more accurate representation. Yeah. And we can of, see that ninety nine point nine percent of our listeners are male. Actually, according to Anchor, it's eighty three percent. Yeah, but of two people. Right. <laughs> Well, it gets even weirder when you look at the age range. Most of the people listen to us is between ages 0 to 17, which, you know, makes sense. Uh, next is 18 to 22. A couple people listen to us in 23 to 27. Nobody from age range 28 to 44 listen to us. Wait, so there's, wait, is there somebody that's like older than 44 listening to our podcast? Uh, <laughs> About five to ten percent, ages forty-five to fifty-nine. 
Oh, these are Spotify statistics. It says in the bottom there. I want to see the 55-year-old <laughs> listening to our podcast. <laughs> I'm I'm also very curious on who exactly that would be. If that's if you listen to us on YouTube, then please let us know. I'm curious, and so is Aiden, who might be listening to us, and Liam probably too, I guess. I am very interested. Yeah. Anyways, I forgot the password, so I'm not going to log into Spotify right now. You're doing fantastic, Gabe. Thank you. Anyways, that's enough about statistics. That's how uh, experience is doing as of right now. Let's get on to the real meat and bones of the episode. Liam, what did you have in mind for the day? Boneless pizza. Didn't we already talk about that before? We did. I can't remember. I, I, I honestly don't know either. But what we can talk about right now is how god-awful gluten-free vegan food options are. Do you mind uh, kind of going a bit more detail? Because I haven't gone that route like too far down. Yep, I have a little bit, and not by choice. You were forced. I was tied up in the basement with like vegan food being shoved down my throat, so you know, mm. you know how it is. I can't personally relate. <laughs> <laughs> I right. guess I'm just more fortunate. Yes, you not are being forced food against me so, that I don't want to eat. To give you but guys yeah, a little uh, bit of insight on how bad some of this stuff is, I had a gluten-free, dairy-free, vegan cinnamon bun the other day. And Gabe, you know, yep. uh, you know that fluoride that dentists put on your teeth after you visit the dentist. Yep. Yeah, it tasted like that if it was cinnamon-flavored. Cinnamon-flavored fluoride is not a flavor that dentists offer last time I checked. I know, but it had the cinnamon flavor and then the weird taste of fluoride. Because you know how the taste like wears off after three seconds and then you're stuck with the taste of fluoride in your mouth and then the weird paste stuck to your teeth. I'm pretty sure fluoride is not meant to be consumed. I don't think that cinnamon bun's very healthy. It's not. <laughs> but they so do it me they, that... to make your teeth stronger and everything. So vegan cinnamon buns are just made of fluoride? Is that canon? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's made of fluoride, but it sure <laughs> did taste like it. It's <laughs> the main ingredient in gluten-free dairy-free vegan foods like cinnamon buns pure calcium (laughs) i think that'd be better choice than fluoride yeah because it'll blow them up (laughs) (laughs) instead of just killing them slowly (laughs) it'll make the bones temporarily stronger until you just completely explode temporarily stronger you probably got like 0.5 seconds of strong bones before you're like a pancake (laughs) but that is more strength than bones you measure that the exact right time you could get a world record for most calcium infused bones 
If, is that a world record that you want to set? I'm not sure. But you can feel free to do it at your own risk, I guess. The Experience Podcast does not promote eating pure calcium. Or but- fluoride. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Like you you can eat what you want, but like you gotta limit yourself somehow. Unless you have like some unearthly desire to consume fluoride. <laughs> I think you should just kinda lay off it for a little bit. Just but that's my of, opinion. Speaking of having an unearthly uh urge to eat fluoride, um did you know that like Everything in this world that's like considered poisonous isn't poisonous if taken in a certain dose. Yeah. If you take anything yeah. in a small enough dosage, it won't kill you. Exactly. So like you could life. literally like pour yourself a glass of cyanide and drink it without having any problems. Well, how much is the how much cyanide <laughs> can you have before it's lethal? I wanna I wanna say it's like fifty is it 50 uh gr- how is liquid measured again fluid ounces milliliters i think it's like 50 milliliters how much cyanide can you drink <laughs> how much cyanide can i lethal? consume without being poisoned <laughs> <laughs> uh Levels of 0.5 to 1 milligram per liter are mild. 1 to 2 milligrams per liter are moderate. 2 to 3 milligrams per liter are severe. And greater than 3 milligrams per liter generally result in death. That's about 3 milliliters. So 2 is the limit. Actually, no. Up to 3 is the limit. can drink 2 milliliters of cyanide. But beyond that, like beyond 3... That's when it gets lethal. <laughs> Good to know. Like, cause I, know. I watched this uh I watched this video of this dude drinking cyanide. And just pure cyanide? Yeah, like I'll uh, uh copy uh copy the link. Cause like because uh, he, the YouTube removed it because it was considered self-harm. I wonder why. <laughs> I wonder how that could be considered. Yep, but... Uh, um, so, Cody's yeah. Lab? Yeah. He have you ever this? heard of it? I have. Like, I watch this dude all the time. It's like, I did, really I did interesting. Too. Is he God? <laughs> Bet you that's gonna be quite the new. possible. Bet you that's gonna be the next social media trend. Remember eating Tide Pods back in what was that, twenty eighteen? Yeah, yeah, I do. Next trend: drinking pure cyanide. How much the cyanide unlucky you uh, before you die? The unlucky people that ended up inhaling it when they popped the thing. <laughs> oh. How'd that trend even start? How'd the thing even start? I don't even remember. Was it 2018? I think it was 2016, actually. No, it wasn't. It has has been like 2018 or something. I don't exactly remember. All I do remember is that I think there was like a few deaths in the news because of it. Yep, there was tons of deaths. 
Yeah. Um, the consumption of Tide Pods, Wikipedia. <laughs> so Wikipedia article about it. Yep. It started in, <laughs> uh, there were six deaths in 2017. Six reported deaths. So it was 2017 yeah. then. Yep. There was, huh. uh, except it says that in 2012 and 2013, an average of one child was admitted into the hospital every day as a result of eating Tide Pods. So the trend was even earlier than that. It wasn't a trend back then. It was like before the child lock safeties and everything. Oh. Like if you remember, like people would, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. During the first few weeks of 2018, following the meme surge in popularity, a media publication started reporting about teenagers participating in the Tide Pod Challenge. The challenge is an internet challenge where an individual consumes Tide Pods. This is, like, detailed, man. Well, I wouldn't expect anything else, anything less from a Wikipedia article. So it was 2018. I was right. Yeah, it was. How many confirmed deaths is in 2018 from that? Um, 37. Yeah, I thought six was low. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, six is a little low. It is. So 37 <coughs> people in 2018, just from a trend, died from yeah. that. Yeah. That's why I feel like that if we actually did start a cyanide challenge, people would actually do it. People are dumb enough to do it and die doing it. Yeah, definitely. Like people were, uh, there was like the like the cinnamon challenge, right? Oh, like right. People yeah. were dying from that, right? Yeah. But how did that kill you? Was it inhaling it? Um, I don't remember exactly what it, how it kills you. I think it's like if it gets in like the wrong hole. Yeah, I think that's inhaling it. Yeah, I think it's like yeah, either they choke on it or something. I think it was the death. I think that's what caused it. I'm not entirely sure. I remember how big that was even. Like because um, actually people yeah accidental in uh inhal in, in inhalation of cinnamon can seriously damage your lungs. Yeah, or yeah, lung damage. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. Dude, 2010s was just full of dumb challenges. <laughs> do, do, do you remember? I don't know. It, this one wasn't as popular, but there was a challenge where you would heat up the your stove element and then press your hand on it i don't remember that but i'm not surprised that that was a challenge at all like the the like that's just plain Pre stupid press that's your not hand like a challenge on a burning hot stove element what's the yeah, challenge like, for to see how long you could keep your hand on it i i guess like at least with the tide pod challenge it was to see whether or not you die but uh that's just causing yourself physical pain with no benefit with <laughs> none of these challenges have any benefit that's the thing about talking about eating a tide pod and surviving that gives you clout <laughs> it gives you immunity <laughs> as well if you could survive one tide pod you could survive all of them you heard it here first folks if you eat a tide pod you will gain immunity trust me don't trust me they don't I'm, trust us at all. Do, <laughs> do not take anything we're saying. <laughs> Please do not. Don't consume Tide Pods unless you're a trained professional. 
bet you they exist. There's probably like an elite class of people out there that specialize in consuming Tide Pods without dying. You know, they're the highest class of society. We bow before them. <laughs> hmm. Does that? I mean, I feel like this guy exists. There's probably like, like a little secret club, just but, full of people who've done all the challenges and survived all of them. Uh, what what would you what, what would you title this? This episode? Prof- no, professional. Professional Tide Pod consumers. <laughs> no. Tide. Pod. Consumer. I feel like they exist. I mean, everything has to exist. And no matter it's how. Real. I knew it. <laughs> it doesn't matter how insane the idea is, it exists. And I do not. Yeah, that, that exists. Like, how does that work, professional Tide Pod eaters? I don't know. I honestly don't know. I just searched it up. I got a result, and I clicked off of it because I did not want to dive in that rabbit hole any further. <laughs> I'm, yeah, that's fair. It's very fair. That is quite the rabbit hole to dive into. Mm-hmm. So, like... <sighs> When it comes to like nails, how long would you say is too long? Anything above a centimeter, like beyond your fingertips. That I think yeah, a centimeter is the max. I'd say yeah. Like I have no idea how people decide. Like wake up one day and decide they're gonna try and break that world record. Dude, I think like the longest fingernails ever. Like, was it fifteen feet? And it, like at that point, it gets so long, it just starts curling up. It, it looks so. Yeah, it looks so bad. <laughs> so bad. That oh my god. Um, how long do you have to grow that out for? And how do you even live like that? You can't beat, grab anything. To beat the Guinness World Records for the having the longest fingernails on one hand, all of them combined, is. Over uh, is ten meters long. That's a that me- is the that's world two record. meters per finger. Yeah, that is insane. <laughs> that is that is disgusting. How do you how do you live? Imagine going out in public like that. You look like some kind I of otherworldly demon. You'd, and yeah. just one hand too. You have one hand that's normal, and the other hand is just two meter long fingernails on each finger. Yeah, but like at that point, like the slightest bump would like break it. I don't think you can go out in public with those. Yeah, things. like how do you even like, keep I it don't that think long? Physically like it's can. so fragile. Anything can cut it. Like, I guess that's that's what makes it more impressive. <laughs> I think it's less of impressive and more of like people who don't have a social life. I mean, even without a social life. What are you going to do inside all day? You have one hand that's completely unusable because the fingernails are so long. <laughs> you pretty much only have one usable hand. Hmm. Like, can you imagine purposely bedridding yourself for life because you decided to grow your fingernails out that long? Oh. I couldn't kind, live like that. I don't think of I life, could. Dude. 
not like good. Probably, you could probably hang yourself on one of those nails. Literal hang nail. <laughs> Slit your own throat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, I went back into the anchor statistics, and anchor has statistics for people listening planetary. <laughs> and so, so far, people. No, we have a hundred percent listening to us on Earth. Damn. No one else on any other planet, which is kind of sad. I do think we need to branch out to be uh, otherworldly, interplanetary podcast. You better know that this podcast is out of this world. (laughs) We're gonna be, we're gonna be broadcasting this pod. I will. We're going to be broadcasting this podcast from the ISS. Every planet will be able to listen to us any time of the day, any day of however long their weeks are on other planets. I'm not sure. Or however long days are. I know like some are like absurdly long, but I'm not entirely certain. I haven't like done that much yeah, research. I think on like other a planets. day on Pluto lasts like a year. How long? I think is I thought that was Venus on Pluto. I think it's Venus or Mercury that has. It's a six and a half Earth days is one Pluto day. How long is a day on? Check on Mercury. Work. Pluto on uh, Venus. I think it's either Venus or Mercury that's got your. Venus days. is uh. That is not wow. Okay, a day. On Venus is zero point three one nine eight six three zero one years. I don't. I don't understand why. Why is it? Why would be you give decimal? it to me? Why would you give it to me in years? Why? Yeah, say that in days. <laughs> like why? Like I say, how long is a day on Venus? And it gives me the length of the day in years. I do not understand. <laughs> I think that's about a hundred days. Um, a day on Venus lasts for 243 Earth days. What about Mercury? And then Mercury is 58 days, 15 hours, and 30 minutes. Huh. Mars is one day and 37 minutes. So pretty close to us. Yeah, it's very close. And then Jupiter is nine hours. Pretty Considering how big the planet is, it's really fast. That's a very fast planet. It spins around super speed. Super you imagine speed. living on Jupiter and it just spins that fast. Well, I guess you wouldn't notice if you're on the planet. No, because you'd like be crushed against the surface considering how, <laughs> how hard dense. like how and dense it is with the gravitational pull. And even if you survive that, then the atmosphere would just completely kill you instantly. You know, um, actually, did you know that uh, Venus is like Earth's twin? It's just yeah. the fact that uh, it's close enough to the sun where it's bad. Kind of burning, yeah. But it's like similar shape and size. Similar and shape, similar. It's got an atmosphere that's similar. similar. And the yeah. distance is similar, just it's close enough that's hotter. Yep, and then it's got like a bunch of volcanoes on it. Yeah. Just generally not a fun planet. Do you ever no. think like hell 
It's on Venus. I always thought hell would be on Mars. So I guess that's just from playing too much Doom. <laughs> Even though yeah. Mars is the most likely candidate for a planet that we can actually live on. Yeah. You know, would you move to Mars if you ever got the chance? Depends what's on it. If there's hot Martians, <laughs> certainly. Green-skinned but beautiful Queen of Mars is coming to uh, learn more about this Earth uh, pastime called lovemaking, and she wants me to inform her. Physically. Like, yes. uh, you know, she likes... It's, it's, it's hands-on learning. Yeah, exactly. It's the best way to learn. Yeah. 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 Like like actually doing it is the best way to learn. In because every in every theory, case. you know, you can get the basics down, but you know, you never know what it's like, right? Yeah, you gotta actually do it. Mm-hmm. So then you know what, you know, now you know how to do it with a Martian. I mean, if you just did like the theory, it's like Martians have uh holes like sponges. Like, okay, it doesn't really <laughs> tell me much. I'm not sure what to do with that information. And also, frankly, I'm quite scared. <laughs> That's perfectly understandable. <laughs> In practice, I might get the hang of it. But like, it's like riding a bicycle. Theory. Once you get to know how to do it, you, you never forget. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you just, you can't forget. It's burned in your mind now. And also your retinas. Yes, and your eardrums. <laughs> your eardrums. <laughs> oh, you know, I think maybe I'll skip out <coughs> on Mars. You think you'll skip out? Yeah, I'm just gonna be here. I think I'm fine. Yeah, I think, like, if it was possible, I would like to take like a vacation there, just to see what it's like. Oh, totally. But I wouldn't want to live there. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't live there, but it's possible in our lifetime for it to be colonized. So I feel like it's something we could put in our bucket list. Yeah. It takes like about 10 months or something to get there, though. Yeah. And then be there for how long and then another 10 months back? Yeah. 30 days or something. You imagine Take a vacation being on a for 30 days that lasts over two years. Yeah. Hey, boss, I'm going to take a one-month vacation, about 30 days. They're like, oh, where? Bars. So, like, okay, uh, expect me back in two years, approximately. <laughs> I get paid leave, right? Yeah. So what do you even do for 10 months while heading there? I, mean, just a I believe it's like you, you get like a, like there's a, okay, picture this. It's like a spaceship. <laughs> I would imagine that would be like a spaceship. I'm not gonna get there on a bicycle. <laughs> yo, that reminds me, yo. Um, you know the comic Calvin and Hobbes? Yeah. My favorite, favorite strips, uh, strip series was uh when Calvin and Hobbes went to Mars in their wagon. In their wagon. <laughs> That's the super economy to get to Mars as a wagon. It gets catapulted <laughs> into space. Yep. You, you, you take a really uh, fast leap down a hill and then take off on a ramp and then you break <laughs> the surface 
and then and then hope to God you don't uh, piss off your passenger in case you end up having to walk home. I don't know how you're gonna walk home from there, but you do you, I guess, and get rewarded. I don't know. My personal favorite strips are chicken. <laughs> oh, we're getting we're getting off. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. Anyway, so what do you do on a spaceship for ten months getting to Mars? I don't know. I think you'd like. I think you'd get internet somewhat via How? satellite for like a little while until you're out of range. You'd be in like near the satellite for maybe a day. So now you yeah. have nine months and 29 days to do what exactly? Can you imagine the roaming charges you'd get on that? <laughs> <laughs> Interplanetary charges us an extra 350%. <laughs> oh, dude, are you kidding me? What am I supposed to do for 10 months? Read? <laughs> I'm Jeez, sure that there would man. be a lot. I'm sure there would be like a lot of other passengers with you. Oh yeah, save on money. It's not like they're gonna have like personal rides for each one person. person. What? That'd be so boring. Oh. <laughs> for ten months on your own. Yikes! I'd rather just like be in cryostasis for ten months than enjoy my vacation. Just cryostasis back. Yeah. Passengers. Yeah. Good reference. I mean, cryostasis isn't a specific reference to passengers. Yeah, close enough. I mean, I'm just talking like freezing so you're not bored for 10 months. Just freezing yourself. (laughs) Imagine if you're awake the entire time in like minus 200 degrees Celsius. (laughs) And you have to endure that for 10 months. That's what something goes wrong in your... (laughs) You're awake in that, but you can't die. Oh. That would that would be hell. I think that's true <laughs> hell, right? I think we've discovered true hell right there. And Can then you, you get to Mars like, and just yeah, it's just like it does. Yeah, it <laughs> in the minus like fifty something degree weather feels balmy. Oh yeah, it's like ah, oh, that's hot. It's nice, good enough for a suntan. You go out and you burn if you go for a suntan on Mars. Yeah, you'd go out and like grow tumors and get stage four cancer faster than you can say stage four cancer <laughs> yeah so what do you even do for 30 days once you get there after the i 10 think you like flight? sit in a sit in the hut and then occasionally go outside with a spacesuit maybe yeah occasionally go outside maybe take some pictures of a barren red wasteland <laughs> so honestly kind of sounds boring you know, I, th- I think I'm going to skip out I feel like after the, the first two days, it yeah, would... Yeah, you're going to uh, be bored there. Yeah, after like the <laughs> first two days, <laughs> you kind of sit there and question your Mars. decisions of waiting 10 months to get there. <laughs> 10 months to get there, you spend a weekend there and then 10 months back. <laughs> uh, how, how much would even a ticket be? Thousands of millions, dollars. Easily. probably. Yeah, thousands is way too cheap. So what, you spend like, what, $5 million, 10 months in a ship, probably get claustrophobia by then. Then you spend a weekend at Mars, then 10 months back. 
than only to sit in a wheelchair and uh, physiotherapy for the next six months so you can gain the ability to walk again. Yeah, because you've just been immobile for 20 months and then probably <laughs> come back with cancer. Yep. I th- yeah, I think I'll, I'll I'll skip out on the on the Mars vacation. I might just stick with some like Honolulu. <laughs> just go to Hawaii instead. Yeah, it's cheaper, and uh, I don't have to wait ten months get to get there unless I want to walk, <laughs> swim to Hawaii. It'd probably be quicker than flying to Mars. <laughs> maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Only one way to find out. <laughs> That's actually, hmm. Now I'm curious. How long would it take to swim to Hawaii? From... Let's say we start at Vancouver, right? Vancouver. Uh, Google you have to swim Maps. all the way around You've the never continent. failed me before. You'd have to swim all the way around the continent. Okay, let's say. Okay, we're starting here in Winnipeg. No. Am I geographically uh, idiotic? Honolulu, Hawaii, USA. I thought Hawaii was on the eastern side of directions. <laughs> Set location. Uh, anyone? Geographically, walking. How long would it take to walk there from Vancouver? From Vancouver. Honolulu. I am currently calculating. Right. Sorry, we cannot calculate biking directions from my house to Honolulu. <laughs> biking. <laughs> what about walking? Sorry, we cannot calculate ah. walking directions. Can what I drive? Car there? No, yeah, we can't can drive. Can I take a bus? Nope, transit's <laughs> not available. <laughs> Yo, I'm just going to bust to Mars real quick. There we go. It's a 15-hour flight. Uh, All right. I remember that. I've, I've done well, it twice. It's not fun. What, 15-hour flights? Yeah. I've taken, I think the longest I ever did is a 12-hour flight. Yeah, it's not fun. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, Ooh, it's really... I can buy groceries from Honolulu? I mean, I sure hope so. What are you gonna do? Live at Honolulu and not have groceries? Yeah. All right. There's like, but one small bit of, yeah, yeah. This this entire island is barren except for the south shore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'd imagine. And I've been here before. Why am I surprised? been to Hawaii and you're surprised at how barren it is. Yeah. What do you expect Absolutely from a place beautiful, that's 12 though. You letters should, uh... in their alphabet? It's an absolutely beautiful uh, place, though. You should, If you ever get the chance, go. Chance. I'll just swim to Hawaii. Wait. 15-hour flight. How fast does the average passenger air, airline go? Um, Let me check. It's about 300 miles an hour. That's not how... 500 knots, which is about... uh, 
740 to 930 kilometers an hour. Okay, let's say 740 kilometers an hour. How fast can you go on a bike? I'd say about 30 kilometers an hour if you're really pumping it. It's really? Hmm, I don't think you keep that consistently. Let's pump that down. Okay, to so let's narrow it down to like 15 or 20. Let's, I'll say 25. So, um, divide 750 by 25 and you get uh 30 days 30 times 15 hours what's 30 times 15 uh calculator uh we got 450 450 hours. How many days is that? What's 450 divided by 24? Uh, uh, 450 divided by 24. 18.75. It would so take you about up nine, to 19 days. It would, it would take you 19 days to bike from Vancouver to Hawaii. <laughs> and that's if you're staying at a constant rate of 20 yeah if you're staying no breaks it would take you 19 let's kind of round that up again uh 25 it would take you about a month yeah <laughs> to bike and to that's Honolulu. A, and that's assuming that you could bike on water which is what we've been assuming the whole time yep all right the more you know the more we now figured out how long it would take so, the question is, is it worth it? It's free. Then it's worth it. <laughs> Possibility of drowning? High. Starvation? Pretty close. Thirst? <laughs> Definitely. Hotel? Trivago. Trivago. <laughs> <laughs> If you bike fast enough, could you just like skim the surface of the water, like the flash? Um, yes, you actually can. If you're going fast, well, assuming it's physically possible to bike at like inhuman speeds. How inhuman are we talking? Uh, let's see here. How fast? Um, 30 meters per second. 30 meters per second is pretty fast. It's inhuman. How fast can you bike normally in meters per second on average? How fast is 30 meters second um okay to put it in perspective 30 meters per second is 108 kilometers an hour so we'd need a running start 
<laughs> Possibly a bit of downhill. But yeah, if you're going at 108 kilometers an hour, you should be able to run across water. Because at that point, you're going fast enough where the uh, water can distribute your weight fast enough and support you. Yeah. So 108 kilometers an hour, huh? Well, now we just have to figure out how to run that fast. Squats. 100 push-ups, 100 (laughs) sit-ups, and 100 squats. And a 10-kilometer run every day. Eventually, you s- you'll be able to run across water. Yes. I can I can easily see how this is possible. Has to be. It's got to be. Like, it's impossible that it shouldn't be. Like, it's I, impossible that- to think that a human can't run on water. That's the thing. It's got to be pop with the right equipment and the right speed and the right genetic modifying. Possibly a little bit of energy drink in the bloodstream. <laughs> Down a five hour energy and run to uh, Honolulu. <laughs> Just down a whole two liters of five hour energy. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Like, um. How many hours did it say it was? 450? Divide yep. that by five? It's about 75. No, it's not. It's less. 450 divided by five. 90. So you down 95-hour energies. <laughs> Assuming you don't have a heart attack. You should be able to run down. Well, you don't down it all at once. <laughs> you take one, and then one. you count five hours. Then you take another one. No, but I that, think you have to down all 90 at once, because, considering you need to be able to build up the speed to get a, a, to run across water. Wait, but, but it's not even 450 hours, because that was going at 25 kilometers an hour, but you have to go 108 to run across water. Oh. So that, so you don't need to drink that many five-hour energies. Instead, you would have to drink like a quarter 80. of the amount. <laughs> Eighty? No, is it a quarter? Yeah, I think my math's right. Roughly, yeah. Roughly, yeah. roughly, so, it would be it would it would be a little over a quarter. Yeah. So let's say 25 five-hour energies to get there. Down them all at once. And I, start still, I still think you should space it out. Have you ever had a five-hour energy? No. You don't re- it just wakes you up. You need the extra boost. <laughs> yeah, but if you take it all at once, it's just quick burnout. How do we know that if you down 25 five-hour energies, instead of giving you that many more hours, it just it still runs for five hours, but at like 25 times the potential. All right, then you need to down 80 every five hours. (laughs) Wait, if that's the case, then that would probably let you run like 25 times faster. So both can work. True. 
So if you just down 25 five-hour energies, you could run from Vancouver to Honolulu. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we've proven it. Right here on The Experience, you heard it first. You can run from Vancouver to Honolulu by drinking five uh, – no, you by drinking 25 five-hour energies approximately, give or take a few. <coughs> Coronavirus. Anyway. I think that's a good time to end the episode. I think this is a good, uh, this is a good place to wrap up. Yeah. Now, I want to thank anybody, everyone who wanted to listen to – us ramble for the past 50 minutes pretty much yes thanks for the um, thank you the two anchor listeners who are listening to this <laughs> and thank you to everyone else um when will aiden be back we don't we know will not, we guarantee we actually don't have any idea when aiden we will be back know. although although i don't think it really matters i think we handled this episode really well I think we don't need I think this is actually one of the most structured podcasts we'd have ever had. Like, this actually felt like a podcast. This did feel like a podcast episode instead of our usual episodes where we just kind of talk about BS for an hour. (laughs) Maybe it was Aiden that was destructuring us the whole time. Who would have guessed? This is a plot twist. All right. Well. Thank you. See you next time. Find week. out next time on the Experience Podcast where we find out who really is destructuring us. Yes. It's the Illuminati. <laughs> <laughs>